Books with Aaron, Polly, and Andrew. I'm Aaron. This is Paul. And I'm Andrew. How are you guys doing today? I am doing well, but uh, I had a horror movie informed dream last night. Oh, I uh, I uh, I was I was watching a uh, a a horror movie in keeping with the Halloween season, <laughs> and uh, I was watching Color Out of Space, the 2020 film oh. with Nicolas Cage and um, Jolie Richardson. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. A little freaky, as one would expect for an H.P. Lovecraft uh, uh, interpretation. But uh, (laughs) I was dreaming last night after having consumed the film or have been consumed by the film. Your choice. Um, And I, 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 I had this machine in my dream. And this machine, you would put a dog into the machine and it would render the dog into sauce. Uh, what? And so I've got this this array of puppies around oh me. None of these are my uh, are my dogs. They're just random puppies. And I'm <laughs> taking the puppy and I'm just you know putting it into the machine and it whirs and it renders the the uh, the the dog to sauce. And I and I do this several times. I'm you know you're lifting them and you know gently placing them in the machine because you know you want to be kind about this kind of thing. Gently placing them in the machine and they're absolutely happy to go into the machine Well, because they trust you and, and this there's this one dog this one puppy that he i mean he is cuddly and soft and warm and i play with him and we we're playing and playing and then i lift him up by his you know his big round rump and gently put him into the machine and it whirs into the sauce i mean it, it, it this sounds super weird but i mean i woke up in a cold sweat i mean i was just like oh my god <laughs> well, you're, yeah yeah dream aaron was a monster <laughs> but making a delicious <laughs> <sauce>. I mean, <laughs> dream aaron was a monster <laughs> Real <Aaron>. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know i delicious, I, delicious puppy sauce <laughs> I kicked off Halloween season by going to see a late night showing the invitation, uh, which was, you know, solid vampire affair. And then I'm planning to go see pray for the devil when it comes out in uh, what, two weeks. Yeah. I want to see that one too. What's invitation. Uh, invitation is a, uh, a vampire film, um, set in England. And it's, it's like I said, it's not genre defining or anything, but I I found it to be a good, uh, a Halloween horror film. (laughs) Did you see that one, Paul? Not yet, but it is available. I think, um, I think on Prime. I mean, I think you have to purchase it. Like it's on demand. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it came out uh, earlier, and then I think they, my local theater, brought it back because there was only one late night showing, uh, you know, a day, and so I think this was a special movie they brought back for the Halloween season. So uh, it was good to see it on the big screen. I uh, started watching The Witch last night on hbo max you know it was just too weird i i stopped about 20 minutes in i'm like yeah i'm gonna have to come back to this i don't recall this one i I, well i gotta tell you i mean if you really want to understand the tone of the film at least of the 20 minutes that i saw it is the (laughs) the scene where the little baby child is laid out like a chicken <laughs> and yeah. the, uh, the, you know, they don't show any of this, but you know, you, you see the, the witch lady is, you know, who is naked by the way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of, you know, 
getting the feel of where the bones are on the squirming little baby child. And then the knife comes out. And the next thing you see, is she's rubbing herself down with his blood. I was just like, yeah, this is a little bit more weird than I'm ready for tonight. Let me do yeah. color out of space. <laughs> <laughs> just, just as weird, but a little less uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the witch starts very, very dark. I mean, it doesn't get, I shouldn't say it doesn't get better. <laughs> it, it becomes a rom-com later. <laughs> <laughs> a musical. No, I, the witch is, I think fantastic. Um, and that was, uh, Anya Taylor joy is in that one. Uh-huh. Kinda, I think that was one of the first films I saw her in. Yeah. It's a, it was a dark, it is well, no, it's dark. There was a film out last year around Halloween that I wanted to see and never got a chance to. Did either of you guys see uh, Last Night in Soho? No. I did. It is on HBO Max. I, I did not it. care for it. Well, you know, it's Edgar Wright, and I'm I'm yeah. a fan of Edgar Wright's movies. So I don't know if I'll like it or not because the trailers don't exactly grab me. But I do want to – you know, it's got Doctor Who in it. Uh, so yeah. I want to sit down and watch it. But but you you are underwhelmed, it sounds like. I was so it's got Tom Baker. Is that who you're saying? It's Tom Baker's in it? <laughs> Uh, no, little, little newer Doctor Who, <laughs> little newer Matt Smith, as I recall. Christopher yeah. Eccleston. No, uh, <laughs> closer, closer, yeah, closer. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, cause it's on HBO max and I get, and I, I, I kind of wanted to see it in theaters, but I think it came out during like the height of COVID or something like that. And I was like, I yeah. thought it was, I thought it was last year, 20. I mean, I guess it depends. I on guess when movie it. theaters first started opening up and that one didn't feel like, uh, yes, yeah. I needed to rush back out. Yeah. Oh, um, I, since we're on the subject of of uh, scary movies and Halloween uh, er, er, uh, season movies, can I just say that I'm a little embarrassed that uh, I just realized that with the release of Halloween Ends, mm-hmm. that this recent series of Halloween movies was not just the same movie being released three different times. Oh. Uh, that it was actually a trilogy of films. <laughs> uh, I thought, you know, when it when it was first advertised, I'm like, oh, interesting. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is back. And then, you know, the the next film, I'm like, oh, I guess they didn't actually release it due to COVID. <laughs> and it was only when I was listening to a podcast this week and they're talking about these trilogy of films. I'm like, oh, I did not get that at all. <laughs> So well, to be fair, you're not missing anything by not watching them. And that's from a big Halloween guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. They they are they are not good. Uh, <laughs> you so know, sorry, um, <laughs> we um you know, Jen's niece comes over every week and she she is seventeen and she she comes over every Wednesday night and we've kind of started well, I've kind of started introducing her to horror movies. She's really so, taken to them, you know, uh-huh. some more than others that, you know, she'll really like. And and now she's, you know, she's got friends and, and stuff like that, that they watch horror movies. And so she'll come with her own ideas. And so she came in this week and, um, you know, Jen's like, what do, what do we want to watch? You know, it's Halloween week. What do we, we of course, we have to watch a horror movie. And um, she instantly says hereditary. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like i don't i don't know that you're <laughs> like that's deep into the pool as far as horror is concerned right have either of you seen hereditary i have no, not i, I, heard I, I don't it. think so yeah no yeah it is it is very deep into the pool in in the horror uh realm and like to the point where i just like i kept checking on them to make sure they were okay throughout <laughs> 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 the film because it it's 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 an excellent film. First of all, it's got Tony Collette and uh, Gabriel Byrne mm. um, in it, and just excellent acting, excellent directing, super creepy. It's a nice slow burn kind of horror movie, but um, 
it's it's dark and it's like depressing and sad <laughs> throughout. Uh, so you, you're not gonna you're gonna want you're gonna leave it and you're gonna be like, eh, I should watch an episode of Diners, Drive-ins, and Dies before I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> a little palate cleanser before yeah, a little bedtime. Palate cleanser before I go to bed. Yeah, that's relatively recent. Came out in 2018. Yeah, and it, it it is excellent. I would say it is probably in my top five horror movies of the last 20 years. Hmm. It's it's got 90 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's tough. That, just speaking of like a kind of a classic horror movie from my like high school years, did, did either you see Doctor Giggles? Yes, I love Doctor Giggles. I, have not I seen love Dr. Giggles. I saw it like three times in the theater. I loved Doctor Giggles. Uh, it was such a fun kind of I'd call it kind of a slasher type movie, right? Yeah. Um, to fall in that part of the genre, but it, I I just adore Doctor Giggles. Now I haven't seen it in twenty years, but man, it's I mean, one I'm of my sure favorite. it doesn't hold up. But you know, the um the lead actor in it, the hero in it, so Larry Drake plays Doctor Giggles, and this is around the time yep. I was really into like Universal Studios movies because they were doing movies like Dark Man mm-hmm. and Doctor Giggles and all these like kind of B grade movies, but released in theaters. Um, Holly Marie Combs was the lead actress, and the right. lead actor was Glenn Quinn, the guy from um, Angel. Like the Mm -hmm. first season of Angel, who ended up dying in real life, like drug OD or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quinn, who used to be on uh, the Roseanne show. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, that was him. Uh, It was uh, because didn't Holly Marie Combs, didn't she go on to do um, uh, Charmed, I think? That's it. Yes. Charmed with Shannon Doherty and and the other person. Uh, Uh, Melissa (laughs) Milano. Melissa Milano. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You mentioned Rotten Tomato scores, and um, <laughs> I, but I took a screenshot of the Rotten Tomato score of Black Adam this week. Uh huh. So you know the critic score, the critics, it, the movie's pretty much getting demolished from the critics. The critics um, hate it. The critics, yeah, hate critics, it. it. It has a forty-two percent Rotten Tomato score, but the audience score is eighty-nine percent. Yeah. You know, I listened to the NPR review of Black uh, Adam. I read the NPR review after I saw them. So after just to, to set the scene, after I got out of the movie, I sat uh-huh. down and read like six different reviews of this uh-huh. movie uh, to get a feel for this conversation. Well, I feel like NPR saw a completely different film. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I, I got to tell you, I NPR tends to review things from a certain point of view. Right. Uh, that that I'm just like, you know, why did you go see this film? <laughs> you know, if if uh, you are not someone who is who is going to be disposed to enjoy a superhero movie, probably ought not be to be reviewing it. Right. Well, that's uh, the thing about critics is they they do better when they have mean things to say. about. Yeah. Things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and I I listened to the review prior to going to see the film. Now, I went into the movie not thinking I was going to enjoy it. Mm. Uh I, I, and the reason being is I had gotten worn out by the ad campaign. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I have seen so had seen so much of the film in trailers and ads. And I was just like I was a little worn out by it. And, and so, you know, I didn't have that feeling like I did in the last DC fandom where I'm like, I can't wait for this movie. <laughs> you know, I was just like, oh, God, can we be over this already? And I was even I mean, sitting in the theater waiting for it to start. I, was, I kind of kind of was in this place where I was like, I may have to walk out of this movie. <laughs> you know, I was just like, I got things to do. I, this might not be the best use of my time. And guys, I freaking loved this movie. I go ahead. go ahead, Paul. No, you go, Paul. Well, I mean, I think, what, you know, I just want to mirror your your point because I've read many reviews on it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And sometimes I, I read these reviews and I'm like, wow, like this movie's going to suck, right? This movie <laughs> yeah. is going to suck. And then I watched it and I'm like, that movie for me, Black Adam, first spoilers, I, I, I truly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It is exactly what I expected it to be mm-hmm. from the trailers and from you know everything that's been announced about it and the character of Black Adam himself and the JSA. I don't know what people, you know, like We're professional expecting. reviewers expected yeah. from the yeah. movie because it is it is pretty much a hundred percent exactly what I expected from the movie. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I was not disappointed. I thought it was great. I I, I truly enjoyed it. Now it, it's not gonna you know go in my top list of, of superhero movies of all time but i'd say as far as superhero movies of 2022 it's probably the one i enjoyed the most well it's probably one of my favorite dce exactly movies, yes right yeah. so that's kind of how i how i measure it i don't i don't measure it necessarily against marvel movies or, or other such things I, I measure against the other dc movies and against mm-hmm. dc movies i think it stands up pretty well but you know i also very much enjoyed this movie. I avoided all the kind of critics and, and reviews and I avoid, you know, uh, so I wasn't really burnt out on, on the kind mm-hmm. of the hype campaign for it. But reading the uh, reading the reviews, one of the thing that's I think it was the most common or maybe second most common complaint I saw from these reviewers was they talked about how the role of Black Adam tamped down Dwayne Johnson's charisma that, you know, because of the the role he was playing, he had to be kind of stoic and imperial and, and, you know, his mm-hmm. kind of natural charm and, and humor didn't really come out much. And I was like, my response to that would be, well, yes, he was acting. Like, right. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. pass type him into the same role every single time. Yeah. Don't, this don't. wasn't a Kevin Hart, Dwayne, the rock Johnson film. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, yes. yeah, it was, this wasn't jungle cruise. Like right. he's an actor. You have to acknowledge that he's going to be in different roles. And some of those are going to play to his stereotypical role. And some aren't, but don't say the whole movie's awful because he stepped out of his box and did something different. Yeah. And I mean, I appreciated, you know, the commitment to the part. Right. And that yeah. he was he was very much a straight man in the film. Uh, I also enjoyed the humor that they that they applied to it in that, you know, his struggle with the tagline right? oh, yeah. and, yeah. and the timing of it. No, no, you have to you have to say it before you kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, that stuff all reminded me of T-1000 stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I was like, this is very Terminator 2-esque yep. with the catch line and the kid. And yeah. uh-huh. But in a good way. Like, I, I liked it. He did a great job with it. And, you know, for what I, I you know, obviously he's been very passionate about this project. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for 15 years, he's been trying to get this movie made. And, you know, between rights issues and the fact that he he truly wanted it to be its own thing. Right. Not just a villain in the Shazam thing. And then, right. you know, obviously well, all this stuff. And that was clearly the right decision, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because that Shazam movie was awful. Yeah. And the next one doesn't look any better. No. Well, one of the reasons that Shazam film was awful is because it didn't have a good villain. But go on. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I agree with you. But I, I I think that there are casting problems in that film uh, beyond just the writing. I'm not sure that the, that the actors are correctly cast. Yeah. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I think his decision to make it its own thing and for Black Adam to be the star of the show uh, was the right decision. And I got to tell you, I was not expecting to respond so favorably to half of the Justice Society because I don't like Cyclone in the comic, (laughs) you know, and I wasn't sure that the guy that they cast for Adam Smasher was going to do it for me. I loved the entire Justice Society. They were great. I loved Carter Hall. I loved Kent Nelson. 
I, I love Cyclone. I loved Adam Smasher. It was all fantastic. And the the, the cameo of Henry Winkler as uh, oh, the yeah. original yeah. Yeah. Man oh, yeah. was great. That was but, uh, fantastic. But, you know, Paul, yes, going back to, you know, the, the fan rating, the audience rating uh, on Rotten Tomatoes of this film, I saw this in a rather crowded movie theater and was listening to the crowd and sort of surfing on their reactions. The crowd fucking loved this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a kid, probably eight years old, sitting like four chairs to my left, and he was kind of narrating the entire movie, you know, with commentary. <laughs> and, you know, normally that ticks me off, but he was having such a good time, uh, you know, and he's like, oh, man, look, oh, I mean, he is just, you know, in it. And I, I got to tell you, his excitement about the film made me enjoy the film even more. Uh, I, 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 I think. The, the filmmakers really had their thumb on the pulse of, of, of fans because I got to tell you, it was so satisfying. I liked everything oh, yeah. about this movie. Uh, well, almost everything about almost this movie. Everything. Yeah. 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 yeah there are some things say, that, that, that kind of drove me crazy, but, you know, they're super minor. Yeah. I mean, very, it, it is a crowd pleasing movie. And, yeah. you know, in my theater, uh, people like, obviously, people cheered the post credit sequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every, people laughed when they were supposed to laugh. Uh-huh. People cheered when they were supposed to cheer. And, like, I'd say one of the the, the scene, first of all, it was my favorite scene. But it seems like everyone's favorite scene is where, you know, the JSA is, you know, looking at the map and they're planning, plotting out. And he's, you know, Carter Hall's like, okay, we're going to go here and storm here and we'll broach it in the morning. And he's like, and this is where you come in. This is where you come into Black Adam. And Black Adam's already left and already started destroying stuff over there. Yeah. Yep. Or yep. We're gonna, just do that. Just, I got this. <laughs> I was like, first of all, that's a great scene. Second of all, for anyone who does watch Black or, you know, who, who has read Black Adam comics, so indicative of the character. Right. Um, so I really, I mean, it, it I, 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 I grinned during this film because, first of all, Dr. Fate on the big screen. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it, he was he was less Dr. Strange than the trailer led me to believe, mm-hmm. which is which I prefer because I was worried they were just going to Dr. Strange him. Right. Um. And of course, you know, for me, I'm I'm an Aldous Hodge fan, so I was excited that when he got caught, cast as Hawkman, mm-hmm. and I thought he he did he did a bang up job. Same, um, same. And I loved all the ties to the other DC universe films because you've got yeah. you know you you've got the same actor playing the Wizard uh, uh, Shazam. You've yep. got the actress from Peacemaker. Uh, um, yeah, you've got Amanda Waller. You've, you've got, got the, Waller. the blonde lady whose name I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's I, I liked the ties, but it wasn't like beholden to them and i will say right. that when the blonde lady from peacemaker showed up um and i forget her character's name and her yeah. and the actress's name but i think she married james gunn like i mean she did she did um, that's mrs james gunn mrs james <laughs> gunn but when she showed up they she showed up so prevalent on the screen i'm like i feel like i should know who this is because i didn't right. watch peacemaker i didn't finish yeah. peacemaker um so i looked it up after and, and realized that that was a tie so I, I i liked it i liked all those ties well and one thing I enjoyed about it, and Paul may disagree, is I like that they moved away from the the junky XL uh, score. Uh, Lauren, I think Balfi uh, did this one, which was more of a kind of a traditional score, and I, I very much enjoyed it. No, I don't disagree with you. I, I I I liked the score of this movie more than I expected to because mm-hmm. I didn't like the themes out of Same. context. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought context, it worked. I enjoyed them. Yeah, I agree. I, I it's kind of like the uh, the Christopher Nolan uh, Batman soundtracks. Uh, 
the I don't like them outside the films. I enjoy them yeah. within the films. I think they they advance the story and, you know, really set a tone. I think it worked here because, man, I do not care for that Justice Society theme that they released no. prior. To but the in film. but in the movie, it works. Well. It worked great. And, it you know, what's great. funny is, you know, that they, they play that Justice Society theme when they they take the jet out from Carter's uh-huh. estate. And, you know, I'm watching it and he, he's got the like the lawn maze there uh-huh. kind of like separates and the jet comes out. And I'm like, oh, man. Kevin Feige's watching this like, damn it. We cannot do this in our our X-Men movie now. Because that was straight up like the Blackbird. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Coming off the mansion. Definitely. I will say one complaint I read from reviewers, which probably is legitimate, is uh, if you are not familiar with DC, uh, you're just going to know nothing about the Justice Society. Like they give you no real background background. on any of those characters uh, for the most part. So. I can kind of understand that complaint, but for someone like myself, uh, it wasn't an issue. Yeah. No, I, that's I, part of it. Right. Cause I, 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 I know who the characters are enough that like, I mean, I don't, yeah, you don't I, have I, to I, explain I, them. Yeah. Right. But I also yeah. didn't right. feel like I was, I don't, uh, I guess some people do feel like they missed out. Cause I felt, I feel like if I didn't know those characters, I got enough out of it mm-hmm. that like, okay, like one's a legacy hero. One was a girl who got experiments on, Carter's, you know, I don't know, rich and super powered. Like there, I get there's no explanation, but I feel like there was there didn't need to be either. I was actually amused at the absence of explanation for Carter because I'm like, you know, how, you know, which origin are they going to go with? Yeah, because he's got so many different origins. Yeah. But, you know, he said, I'm not worried about dying. And I'm like, oh, is this going to be a, you know, they're going to hint at resurrection on him. But then they didn't wind up killing him. Yeah, and Spoilers. they didn't mention, you know, and they did seem to imply that he is, you know, I don't know, like human, human <laughs> of some kind, but yeah. he's also like super powered. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was it's definitely I, I guess. Well, I hope to find out because I, I in all of those characters, I would hope to, I would like to see them again. On the I'd, like, show, I, you know, I'd like to see a Hawkman movie. Same. Same. Yeah, or just well, society movie. One, one or the other. One of the things that I was really hoping we'd see in the film, because one of my one of my favorite scenes uh, with Black Adam from the comics is it, when they were doing uh, the 52, and I think this was the the spin-out story that they had from the 52 um, back in the day with him, and he tears off Frankenstein's arms, right? Yeah. It's one of my one of my favorite panels in comics. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're, no, we're not going to get to see that on screen. No, we get to see him tear a person in half. That was... <laughs> So surprising. It was so great. <laughs> it was so great. So great. <laughs> <laughs> when he just tore that guy, the, the villain. And of course, it's all uh-huh. done in computer generation. Right, right. That. But I was like, well, I was not expecting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that it was just like, pop, rip great. his head off or something. Yeah. You know? It was great. The, uh, the, uh, that's why you don't have horns. Horns are such good handholds to you know, tear your body apart. Right. Yeah. Uh, don't have capes, don't have horns. I just love it when, uh, you know, the Black Adams up there with those two inner gang guys and just drops one. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Hawkman's like, oh, come on. <laughs> and he catches the first guy and he looks up and there's the second guy falling. He's like, come on. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. Oh, it's a fun stuff. film. You know, I mean, but, if you go in again, I don't know what what people were expecting, but I got the movie I was expecting. Yeah. And I, 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 I look forward to seeing it again. Same. 
Yeah, definitely. I, it's not high art, but it's a superhero movie. It's not supposed to be, you know, a cinematic master, uh, you know, in-depth look at the, the political landscape of our world. Right. It's 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 a fun film. It's something to go watch, have a good time with, uh, cheer, laugh. And, and I'm definitely going to watch it exactly. again. Yeah. And hey, and I, in the end, you got Henry Cavill. So like, so right. good. See the damn yeah. movie. So yeah. good <laughs> seeing him come out of the shadows. Oh, I love that. He looked so I mean, you know, he yeah. just because they did right. his hair differently. It's like, OK. I want to see more. Yeah, I I need I need more uh, more Superman. That's yeah. that's got to happen, right? There's going to be some sort of Superman, I hope that that's Black what, Adam. I really hope that is what that means, right? Yeah. That there is another performance by Henry Cavill as Superman. I hope that that's what that means. And you know, yeah, say what you will about The Rock, because um, I know there are people who don't like him. He's overexposed. Blah 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 blah. I'm a, I'm a big Rock fan. Mm-hmm. So say what you will about him, but like he made that happen yeah 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 <laughs> you know he that that would not have happened if not you know superman you yeah know, no Henry i agree. will come back if not for the rock yeah yeah i mean if there is ever an example of somebody who willed a project into existence it's the rock yeah. i mean this guy has been unrelenting about this project and you know that's kind of what wore me out was his enthusiasm for it. It was just like, okay, enough, you know, <laughs> well, <laughs> I get it. You're, you're happy about this movie, you know? Well, but, and yeah. I know, I, I know Paul watches welcome to Rex. I mean, I, I talk about this with, yeah. with my son. I'm like the fact that these two Hollywood A-listers bought this club, you know, sure they're rich, but you know, every soccer club uh, owner is rich to some extent, more, sure. some much more than, than Ryan Reynolds and Rob McInerney are rich. Right. But their fame opens doors that money alone will not open. So they are able to attract certain talent. They're able to attract exposure and sponsors in a way that just a generic rich guy uh, cannot attract. I think that's what happened with this movie is The Rock uh, isn't just any you know highly paid actor. He is so personal and charismatic. He can make things happen that, that just another – if you had swapped in another action star for him, probably couldn't have made it happen. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, thank God he uses his powers for good. Uh, yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I, I really did. I, I I very much enjoyed this film. Can't wait to see it again. Can't wait to own it on uh, Blu-ray and 4K. Just saying. Same. Yeah. So it was. I mean, honestly, it was a pretty good week. I, I read some good comics and uh, I, I will say I was not disappointed in the conclusion of Flashpoint Beyond. Mm. I say, I, Flashpoint Beyond was... Uh, while it started so poorly, yeah. you know, the series, uh, it ended so well. It just uh, took too long to get to the point, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, because now this is it's the six issue, but there was also the zero issue. And I mm-hmm. think we had complained that issues one and two of this series were essentially the same story that we got in issue zero. So it really yeah. took three issues out of seven to start. Yeah. But once it actually started, it, it took off. And, and the way it ended was surprising. And well, and very well I, done. I enjoyed that we get so much Rip Hunter and his team in this book, in this issue, because, yeah. you know, while he's while Rip Hunter and the Time Masters are teased throughout the book, there's just so very little of him that we see. Uh, I very much appreciated Rip Hunter in this series, and he's a very different Rip Hunter than we've seen before. Uh, when you think oh, yeah. of of the Rip Hunter from the 90s. Uh, this guy is is not your friendly neighborhood time traveler, right? I mean, he is uh, 
he's kind of a jackass and is willing to go nose to nose with uh, Batman. And yeah, I don't think you could say that about prior iterations of Rip Hunter. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was um, just a lot more serious, a little less adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I, 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 I liked it and I liked what it seems to be setting up. Yeah. With that crew, um, because they, they've kind of established that there are these 13 time capsules, which I, which I guess have characters out of time. Um, that have that, but they've all been released, and time is rewriting themselves, rewriting itself around them, um, kind of fitting them back into continuity. And that, you know, they they mentioned the Justice Society that we saw in Dark Crisis. So, and we know there's a Justice Society coming out of this. I did not recognize the names of most of these characters, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'm curious to see what Jeff Johns does does with them. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I very much appreciated the Kryptonian war armada that was uh, approaching uh, the Flashpoint yeah. Earth. Uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm like, I need to read that book. Uh, you know, with Jor-El at the, uh, you know, as general of that of that of that army. Um, very very interested in that. But you know, I am very much appreciating uh, Martha Wayne Joker in this series. Yeah, uh, and. I got to tell you, I really dug the scene where Thomas Wayne Batman kisses Martha Wayne Joker. I mean, it looks like a real kiss. It's not just, you know, I mean, it looks like a very passionate sort of thing. And I keep casting Martha Wayne Joker in my head. Like, who could play Martha Wayne Joker? Right. And, I, you know, I, I think I shared with you previously, Paul, I was thinking about Nana Visitor. I, I thought she would yeah. be she'd be she'd be great at it. But after having watched uh, Color Out of Space, I'm also thinking Jolie Richardson could uh, play Martha Wayne. I was just like, yeah, I need to see that. Let's let's make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was great. You know, it, it is not on the same level of epic that the original mm-hmm. Flashpoint was, um, but it, it it's a much more personal story. And it, yeah, ending, it's it's a lot more contained. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the ending. I like the way, Same. you know, it, like I said, the, the ending, um, at least Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne's ending. Mm-hmm. It, I didn't see it coming. And I guess I should have given yeah. all my years of comics. But the, when 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 a storyline can actually end in a way that surprises me and mm-hmm. still be good. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that as, a, yeah. as someone who's been reading comics for, you know, 30 plus years, 40, I, I, <laughs> almost 40 years. I really appreciate how upside down. Uh, Thomas Wayne is in this universe yeah, and how, you know, it's just, everything's twisted, you know, cause Thomas Wayne isn't the hero that his son is, you know, uh, I, I dig that. I dig that, that it's not just that he is a broken man and it's not just that he is, he's, you know, not your traditional hero, but he leans into those differences and, and yeah, he recognizes like my son's a better hero, but I'm doing what I can, uh, I dig it. And I, you know, I dig how it ends up in the Batcave with his newly assembled family. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just, I really very much dig this. And I had enjoyed the, uh, 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 the Watchmen tie in at the yeah, end. Yeah. I was wondering, like, is that supposed to be Ozzy Mandias's kid or? I think so. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I it enjoyed it all the way around. Yeah. I liked it, you know, because it, it started with a doomsday clock. Um, tie-in and it mm-hmm. now has ended with one mm-hmm. uh, I- including getting gary frank back yeah so it's, to draw it's cool. those what three pages two pages yeah yeah 
but you know, I, I, I think hopefully Jeff Johns will, you know, see this story to, to, you know, the next level, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. And, and welcome. And, you know, to your point, just a, a really satisfying end to uh, a series that was not dazzling when we first started. No. So, and you know, I may have to go back and read it because maybe all together, maybe it reads better. Yeah, you're probably right. So, anyway, well, uh, Andrew and I read a new horror anthology from the House of Ideas, mm. you know, uh, Marvel this week. The Crypt of Shadows. It, uh, it kind of put me in the moon uh, in the mindset of the Tomb of Horrors a little bit, but it mm-hmm. was uh, it was good. It would oh, I thought it was good. It was a series of five short stories along with um, kind of interstitial uh, little panels of, of Victor Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I didn't like every one of these short stories, of course, but uh, I found and, some of know, them were quite good. That's usually how it goes with anthologies, right? Uh, absolutely. What yeah. uh, should we take them one by one? Sure, let's. Should we address that, the fact that it's weird that Paul didn't read this first? It is weird that Paul didn't read this first. It's Halloween, you know, after I all. I considered it, but, you know, I have, in all the $8 comics that I've purchased <laughs> over these past <laughs> few years, I feel like I can say I have enjoyed one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, eh, I, I, unless someone tells me it's great, I'm, I'm going to hold off. But it's, does that $8 just taking up extra space in your wallet? Isn't That's it right. just... Don't you see get it out to help lighten the load? Yeah, you're just freeing up space. Like I have cash in my wallet. All right. So this first, uh, you know, first short story kind of kind of talks about was it neither big nor bad. And it was written by uh, Danny Lore. Uh, The artist was Karen uh, Darbo, Darby. I'm not Mm -hmm. familiar with that person. Uh, It's a a werewolf uh, story, essentially. Um, No, I'm sorry. This is a ghost story. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I I think I did that in the wrong order. Well, it's because she's wearing a werewolf costume. It is uh, why she's wearing one. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is a ghost story. And I'm not at all familiar with this uh, uh, protagonist. Are you? I know. I in fact, I'm not familiar with Victor Strange, the uh, the you know host of Crypt of Shadows either. Um, you know, he is Doctor Strange's brother, and he's imprisoned in you know some sort of uh, half universe beneath the Sanctum Sanctorum, uh, and apparently that all happened in Strange Tales Infinity, uh, which right. you can browse right now on the uh, Marvel Infinity uh, uh, Marvel Unlimited app uh, as noted. In the in this comic, yes, and I have not read that. I probably should, but I, I assume perhaps it's a character from from there, um, mm-hmm. because it, you know four of these are from bigger books, right? There are characters mm-hmm. taken out of other lines. This one is called uh, Bloodline Story. It's I guess this is Blade's daughter. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yes, based yes, on the last character page. Is Blade's daughter. Yeah, thanks. Uh, but you know, I, I was underwhelmed by this one, as you may mm-hmm. have told from my lack of. Uh, well, and some of the enthusiasm, some of the panels as you're as you're transitioning are a little confusing as to understand who's talking and what's going on. Yeah, uh, I, I found I was like I had to go back several times. Like, no, I'm sorry, who's saying that? You know, I it was just a little weird. And it, it there's a lot of information packed in, you know, because these these stories are not long. No. Um, and you know, each one of them is just you know a a, a snippet, if you will. And so they, they pack a lot of information in and I'm like, OK, now who's who here and why do I care about this guy? And uh, turns out they never explained why I cared about anybody in, in this story. Um, <clears throat> I, I did not care for it. 
No, it was it was, you know, uh, two people were trying to exploit a ghost. A person mm-hmm. shows up, frees the ghost uh, story over. And, and really, I don't have any reason to care about it. Um, it wasn't scary. It wasn't particularly funny. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I was underwhelmed by the first one. So the second story is Werewolf by Moon Knight, mm. uh, written by Rebecca Rowanhorse and drawn by Jeff Shaw. And I, I think of the stories I read, this was perhaps my favorite. I would say it's my second favorite. It was definitely one of the two that I liked. Um, but that's that's not high praise. <laughs> um, it was fine. It seemed weird to me that, you know, we are introduced to two characters, um, one of whom is, you know, is a werewolf, is a lycanthrope. There is a second lycanthrope who is the bad guy. <clears throat> the two of these werewolves go at each other. It seems like we're going to spend some time with this werewolf. But no, he runs away, flees the scene so that Moon Knight can resolve the situation. It just <laughs> seemed – I was just like, huh, this seems a weird choice, but okay. What yeah, I, I thought maybe we'd see the, the werewolf fight side by side with Moon Knight. But right. Yeah. yeah, no, that would be probably a better a better call. But mm-hmm. it didn't, you know, get me an interest enough to actually do perhaps what this was intended to do, which is I, I kind of want to go out and buy the Werewolf by Moon Knight comic book now, which will probably answer some of those questions. Right, and I, I, that was what I kind of found frustrating about the story is that it was really just a sales piece, yes, to get me to buy another book as opposed to giving me a satisfying story. Uh, I would absolutely agree with you on that. Yeah. It was, and you could say that I think about a lot of these uh, is that they're more like ads for a story mm-hmm. than an actual story themselves, right? They, right. they leave a lot of questions, yeah, uh, unanswered. Uh, but I did enjoy the werewolf. I like the art in the werewolf, uh, and I kind of want to go check out that that standalone book. So they probably uh, succeeded at least with that one. So my second favorite story in the anthology, which I assume might be uh, Andrew's uh, favorite story in the, in the anthology, is Skin Crawl, uh, mm-hmm. featuring uh, Morbius the Living Vampire. Yep, written by uh, was that Chris Cooper and uh, the drawn by Ibrahim Mustafa. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, we see the living vampire is back, and not only is he back, he's infested with these horrid little uh, what Cthulhu bugs. bugs. Yeah, They're Cthulhu bugs. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that is a good way. Uh, uh, Victoria uh, Montessi's there uh, mm-hmm. at the Montessi formula. Um, it was a pretty cool, yeah, book uh, story. Uh, I, I very much enjoyed it, and uh, that is again uh, enticing me to go pick up that that Morbius book. Now, I read this right after I watched Color Out of Space. Mm. And, you know, the Cthulhu bugs appear in Color Out of Space, too. And, you know, I'm just like, man, this is great timing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, the what I like so much about this Morbius story is so many times the Darkhold will be involved in a story, uh, you know, which involves the dark god Cthon. and some writers will write on it, not not understanding that, you know, Cthon is the Marvel Universe's Cthulhu, right? That it is right. it is your Lovecraft uh, influenced story. And this was very much leaning into the HPL of it all. Uh, I really dug, you know, how creepy it was, you know, the the uh, Cthulhu bugs. I just everything about it. I just I thought this was really well done. 
And you actually do kind of get a story, you know, middle, beginning, yeah, end. It's absolutely. a short one, but yeah. it, it is probably the most well-formed story. I thought yeah, it was of, of very plot. effective. I thought it was very effective. Yeah. And, and as as we flick along, I do like how on these interstitial panels, they, they keep revising them each time Victor Strange comes back with more characters from the most recent short stories. So uh-huh. the, 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 the background just keeps getting more and more, more. full of, of horrific things. Exactly. Yeah, I do, yeah. too. I do, too. Uh, and then, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, um, Having recently watched stuff, this next one features Elsa uh, uh, Bloodstone, which mm-hmm. having just watched the Werewolf by Night Disney Plus uh, series, uh, which I got I wasn't here last week, but man, I really enjoyed that Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this, of course, Elsa Bloodstone is the only one that is not currently, I guess, being featured in her standalone comic book at the moment. Uh, but, you know, you see horrific mutated Peter Parker spider. Uh, mm-hmm. You get to see uh, Johnny Storm show up to save his buddy. Uh, you've got Elsa Bloodstone, who actually knows what's going on and how to fix the problem. Uh, I, I thought that was a pretty good story as well. Yeah, no, I thought it worked. It wasn't it wasn't my favorite. And it it seemed shorter than the others. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I did. I thought it, I thought it worked. And that was by uh, who was this? Uh, Chris uh, uh, Condon and, and uh, drawn by Fran Galen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next story is Endless Slaughter in the oh. Infinite Swamp with uh, the Man Thing. This is my least favorite one. Go on. Yeah. Sadly, I you know I enjoyed Man Thing in the uh, you know, Werewolf by Night. by Night film. Yeah. But uh, did not so much enjoy Man Thing here. Also, did not uh, enjoy you know uh, Lady X twenty three. Lady Kenny. Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this and usually i love her but i did not care for her in this well it's a very abstract story yes. it's a uh, very kind of nature of person and how things change over time and and but a great kinda... deal of body horror <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean yeah i mean her body never really changes i guess too much but definitely what she eats is kind of freaky right uh-huh that panel of her eating the random swap things uh uh-huh. including did you know swamp things uh sorry man things eye uh-huh. Yeah. That was yeah. disturbing. Yeah. And his face tentacles. Yeah. Also disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> uh, but it was it was not anything I found that interesting. But, you know, Man-Thing is pri- is primarily made of kale. Right. So, you know, <laughs> a lot of roughage in man. That's right. That's right. A lot of roughage. That's right. Yeah. I did not care for this story. Uh, no, no, it was, it was, a, I thought the worst one to end on too. So I, I guess yeah. I, I enjoyed three two. I, I care, did not really care for. So, uh, you know, 60%. Yeah. Not bad. May end up buying two comic books off of it. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I'm certainly in for, you know, the, uh, the, uh, any kind of Morbius, uh, story that's coming, but I thought Moon Knight, uh, versus, uh, Werewolf by Night, uh, might be interesting. I also think Strange Tales, uh, but that's only going to be available in the Marvel Unlimited app. So uh, I am not you, an. You you don't have the Infinite. I don't. I I'm a Comicsology Unlimited. So unless they make it available there, I I won't be seeing that. I mean I mean you could switch over from Comicsology Unlimited to Marvel Infinite. Behind me, Satan. <laughs> Seems like a moral <laughs> and right thing to do. Honestly. Uh huh. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. 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 Right. Hey, Paul. <laughs> yes sir what's coming out next week well you know the, you mentioned um moon knight and werewolf by night mm-hmm. the moon knight annual featuring werewolf by night uh comes out next week there you go so mm-hmm. I, i'm assuming that continues the storyline that you were just referring to i right? assume it does yeah um 
Also from Marvel Comics, you have new issues of Strange, uh, AXE, the conclusion of AXE Judgment Day. I got to tell you, it's amazing to me how on time the AXE event has been released. There have been no holds on it. There's always content out there. And Kieran Gillen's writing the lion's share of all of that. It's amazing to me how how well that's been delivered. Mm. Well, I'm looking forward to the end of it. Yeah. And so that'll be next week, um, as well as the next issue of Amazing Spider-Man. And finally, from Marvel, um, the first issue of Strange Academy Finals. Uh, Strange Academy is back with the uh, the next arc. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. From Image Comics, we have the next issue of Vanish from Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. I think we all liked that first issue. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to the second one there. The third issue of Canary from Scott Snyder God, and Dan so Panosian. Good. Canary is so good. It is. I'm really yeah. looking forward to that one, too. Yeah. And uh, for me, the biggest release next week is from uh, Colin Kelly, Jock- Jackson Lanzig, and Ramon Rosanas. These are all it- made-up names. <laughs> <laughs> it is the first issue of IDW's new Star Trek relaunch. Oh, yeah. Um, I am looking forward to that. Yeah. So they, yeah. I- IDW is relaunching their Star Trek titles, um, kind of taking a, 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 a beat from Marvel's Star Wars titles and doing what they're considering in-canon stories that take place, you know, kind of away from from what we're seeing on TV. I mean, they had mm-hmm. that too, but they're launching two new Star Trek titles. Um, and they're, they're really set. The Defiant, I think. Yeah, they're set in the Berman verse, right? Yeah. You know, with what they're calling the Berman verse, which is the era of, you know, 90s to 2000s uh, Star Trek on TV. So Star Trek The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and uh, Enterprise, right? Yep. So though all of those things are in bounds. So pretty excited about that. Yeah. So the the one that's so eventually we'll get a defiant uh, comic uh, featuring Captain Worf. Um, but the one coming out tomorrow is actually uh, features the return of Benjamin Sisko. Um, they're very much advertising it as a sequel to uh, Deep Space Nine. So mm-hmm. but you will see uh, Benjamin Sisko come back. You'll see Data, Tom Paris, um, Beverly Crusher and a, a number of other characters Kind of in that time period, I believe they say right before Nemesis, since mm-hmm. it involves data. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing uh, if it's a good book. I hope I, it is. I, you know, IDW has done such a remarkable job with the Star Trek t- uh, titles. Uh, I'm I I just would be surprised if it's not great. Yeah, agreed. You know, and I'm very much looking forward to the Wharf series that's coming in January. Can't wait for that one. Hmm. So. Anyway, well, hey, we want to know what you thought about this week's books. What movies are you watching that inform your dreams and perhaps help you develop a a delicious puppy sauce? Give us a call, 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. If we use your voicemail on the show, you could win a coveted, valuable Ideology of Madness surprise and maybe a jar of my homemade Puppy sauce. Puppy sauce. You can also hit us up on social media, IOM Geek on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. All right. Well, if we haven't uh, upset you too much, be sure to come back next week for more wonderful stuff here at Funny Books with Aaron, Polly, and Andrew. See you then. Bye. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of IdeologyofMadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.